Hi, I'm Miles, and this is my podcast. Thank you for listening, and I would like to formally welcome you to You Still Up. Hey, hey, you still up? You still up? You still up? I used to think that I wasn't fly enough. Da 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 da. Cause love never knew that I was tripping. If I get the slipping, I'm a ride. No, let me stop. Let me stop. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of You Still Up. I'm your host, Miles. Uh, and as always, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope that you are doing well tonight or today, whenever and wherever you're listening. I hope you're doing well. Remember, this is the show where we're nothing is really on our minds, but we talk about a little bit of everything. We are available on all streaming platforms that include Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a review, leave us a rating to let us know how we're doing over here. And if you're on YouTube, be sure to comment and I'll get back to you in those as well. If you want updates about some of my favorite songs during the week or just how I'm feeling during the week or updates on me, you can follow me on Instagram at Good Hippie. That is G-O-O-D-H-I-P-P-Y. And, uh, yeah, man. So welcome to You Still Up and uh, let's go on this ride together. So obviously I started the show singing my girl Keisha Cole. So I guess and I just wrapped up the verses. So I guess I got to talk about it. Right. Um, eh, <laughs> That's all I can say. Eh, it was cool. It was all right. Um, Nothing that I just will. I wouldn't even put it in my top five verses and I know that's that doesn't sound good because it wasn't bad I, I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm saying it wasn't bad it was cool it was just all right it wasn't nothing that I gotta run and be like girl did you see the you know what I'm saying like I don't gotta be like girl did you see that Ashanti and Keisha Cole verses like it it didn't do too much for me you know it wasn't like it was bad it just wasn't I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. But I feel like Ashanti didn't play all of her like hit hits. You know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of people out there going to listen and say, well, Ashanti don't get 20 hits. <sighs> but she still could have played some better songs. I think she could have had a choice. And her DJ, oh my gosh. This nigga played Party in the USA. That's all I need to say. That's all I need to say. Excuse me. I had to take a Sip of my drink. If anybody's wondering what Miles is drinking out there tonight, it is a orange Gatorade. <laughs> keeping it simple tonight. Keeping it simple. But yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. It just it wasn't it. Keisha was late. I mean, she brought out OT Genesis to help her sing the love, which was cool, but just didn't do too much for me. It was a cool versus, not just like the top tier. I mean, they still brought in a bunch of views. I think. When I was looking, they were sitting at about like nine hundred and fifty thousand, but eh, 
it just got, I think another thing too was just, it got pushed back so many times that it kind of killed the, the momentum, the hype for it. You know, I think that's kind of what happened too. And that's not really their fault. So I can't like fault them for that, but I think that's more so maybe what killed my excitement and what made me feel like, eh, it's okay. You know, uh, and them not being in the same room. I miss them being in the same room. I feel like when they started doing that, that that made me not want them to go back to the the Instagram live format, like the regular format. I wanted them to be in the same room. It's just a different feeling. It's a vibe when they're in the same room. You know what I'm saying? So, like the Gucci and Jeezy, <laughs> it wouldn't have been the same if they was over Instagram. You know what I mean? It was them being there and just feeling all that competitiveness and all of that in that room. That was it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's more so what it is. Um, but, you know, eh, if you want to know my final thoughts, I can wrap it up into one word. Eh. But that's not the main topic of tonight. I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. But, of course, everybody knows, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm going to plug it again, at Good Hippie, G-O-O-D-H-I-P-P-Y. You will know what everybody was asking me to talk about. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't like talking about super serious things or talking, talking about politics and, and all of that on the show consistently. But I feel like if I don't, then I'm doing a disservice to the whole purpose of this show, which is conversation and feeling like, you know, we're homies, right? Like when you listen to me, we supposed to feel like homies. So I, I I am doing a disservice to y'all if I don't talk about what y'all have for me. And uh, the topic, of course, is the inauguration and how do I feel about a Trumpless America. And it's a tough one, man. Um, it's very tough because there's a lot that goes into this, right? And it's a lot of people I guess I kind of want to speak about with this whole conversation um first the inauguration um i definitely will say it just felt like a weight was lifted off my back but it also felt like another weight was put on it and i know that sounds crazy um but let me explain so the way that the weight felt lifted off my back was okay we don't have this racist garbage idiotic man running the country anymore right which is cool and that's exciting in itself right but and and another thing that felt good was i um when you see kamala as a black man me seeing kamala up there it made me just feel good you know like when my sister asked me it was like is kamala really gonna be the vice president like the look in her eyes that sold me enough. Like, I don't care what anybody says about Kamala, about her DA past or what she did or, you know what I mean? Take that away. And if you take that away and you, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't hold her accountable for her actions. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying take that away and look at her. That is a black Asian woman that is now the vice president. A black Asian woman that is now the vice president, right? 
my sister isn't seeing what she did as a DA. My sister doesn't see all of these different, you know, the things that y'all bring up to discredit Kamala. My sister doesn't see that, right? And I, and part of me enjoys looking at her the way that my sister looks at her. You know what I'm saying? The way my sister looks at Kamala is the way I, I felt, you know? Like, at the end of the day, my sister doesn't know all that. My sister just knows that's a black woman. A black, you know, my sister wasn't born. She was, but she didn't have that feeling when Obama, excuse me, when Obama got um inaugurated, when his inaug inauguration was going on. My, my sister didn't have that, so, because my sister is, um, she's younger, so she didn't have that, you know what I'm saying? Um, and she knows about President Obama, but she didn't feel that, right? But she can watch the inauguration now and see Kamala, because Kamala didn't even have to be president. Just her being up there as a vice president, my sister felt like that could be me one day. Even though that has nothing to do with what she wants to do at this current moment, just the fact that you see her up there as an inspiration, so you could take all of whatever criticisms you have about her, you can take that away because my sister is looking at her as an inspiration. And all little girls are looking at her as an inspiration. Black women in my life are looking at her as an inspiration. It doesn't matter what y'all say to discredit this woman. At the end of the day, that is a black Asian woman up on, up there getting inaugurated, right? And that, to me, was an amazing feeling to see the look in my sister's eyes seeing that. And the poet, oh, my gosh, um, Lord, I'm drawing a blank on her name, so please forgive me, y'all. But seeing her up there, it just, I saw that, you know what I mean? And I got that feeling, and that's a beautiful feeling, bro, because black people, and it's very rare when we get these moments right where i feel like we can look at somebody and feel inspired you know what i'm saying like really feel inspired and and that to me is a beautiful feeling like i don't care how you felt about i once again f your feelings about kamala at the end of the day about whatever she did at the end of the day the little girls my black little girls that are in my life and the black women who are in my life Look at her, and that's an inspiration, period. Just her, right? And to me, that's, that was amazing. Um, I didn't really care too much about Joe. I mean, you know what I mean? I didn't care. That that didn't matter to me. It was Kamala that took that for me, you know? Um, and it felt cool to just kind of see, just to see a, somewhat a form of unity, I guess, up there, you know, seeing, um, seeing Bill Clinton, seeing George W., seeing Barack all up there, and they're very close, you know, they talk, and all that, seeing that kind of unity there was beautiful to see, and seeing Mike Pence, let me not leave him out too, seeing him there was a sense of unity, and that to me felt good, you know, that was good to see that, um, but, I'm going to tell you why I felt like the weight was put back on. And after the inauguration was over and they did the parade and they got to the White House um, and they walked in, 
I think the dreamland was over for me. As soon as they walked in that house. Oh, oh, before I get to that, shout out to my guy who was wearing the Dior ones. We seen you, my guy. Shout out to my guy wearing the Dior ones. I seen you. Uh, he was clean. And shout out to um the uh the young lady in the Biden family who had on the sisterhood ones. I seen you too. Y'all was both stunting. I seen y'all. Uh, and everybody's fits was on point. I, I'm going to say that, too. So, I'm sorry. I'm jumping over the place. But them fits, Michelle, Michelle, uh, Jill, uh, Kamala, all of y'all, the fits. Uh, Jesus. I don't know what who was designing everything, but, Lord, y'all was on point. Everybody was on point. Oh, my gosh. I, I I said, man, I might have to get out these sweatpants and actually dress up for what? <laughs> I might, I might, hey. But I'm gonna be like my dude though. I'm gonna when they not, uh, invite me to the inauguration, pulling up in some ones. You know what I'm saying? But either way, let me get back to what I was saying. So after all of that, after seeing all the fits, all these beautiful outfits, and they walking down the street and. You know, you see all this just beautiful stuff, right? You see Kamala and her black family walking through the uh walking to the house, right? When they get to the White House and they walked in those doors, Dreamland instantly turned off for me. You know what I'm saying? It was no more it just like reality set in as soon as they walked in that house. And it was a it was a weird feeling. And the reality is 50% of the country, pretty much half of the country, still believed in Donald Trump. 50%. A week ago, they tried to storm the Capitol. Some of these people, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to group all these people up, but some of these people stormed the Capitol. A good majority of these people were planning armed protest at state capitals around the country. And these people aren't leaving, right? These people aren't leaving America. These people are still here. They're not going anywhere. And these people still believe in these ideologies. People still believe the election was rigged. People still believe that Trump is the savior of America. People still believe all of these different things. Half of the country still believes in all of these things. And they are willing to run up in Capitol Hill. Because of the things that they believe. So what do you think they will do to average people? Come on now. If they, and once again, I'm not getting into my conspiracies about cap, the capital rating. Um, but people still believe in these ideologies. Just because Joe Biden got elected, that didn't change these people's mind. When he got inaugurated, when he took that oath, it's not like a flip, like a switch flipped in their heads. And they were like, well, that's it. You know, now let's get along 
No, that's not what happened. And that's the sad reality about what's going on right now. And because of who's leading them, they're not going to let it go. You already see that he hasn't let it go. He didn't show up to the inauguration. So if he can't let it go, why do you think his followers would let it go? If they're that dedicated to this man, why would they give up when Joe Biden took that oath? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that Joe won and that it's over now, right? That doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Donald, Donald, Donnie, still has faithful followers, right? And these people will do whatever to make sure that their message gets across. That's just the world that we live in. That, that's what it is. So when people were on my, my Instagram asking me how I felt about the inauguration, I'm not going to lie, it felt good. It felt good to see Joe take that oath. It felt great to see Kamala take that oath. But the sad reality set in as soon as they walked in that house. The country that we live in is still... Half the country still feels this way. There's no avoiding that. And like I said, I'm not saying that the people who vote for Trump are racist. I'm not saying that at all. And I don't want anybody to think I'm saying that. But once again, I, I read a post and it says that the people who continue to vote for Trump and continue to believe in these ideologies, especially after the Capitol raid, even if you weren't the ones that participated in the Capitol raid, but you see that happening. And the ones who are defending them, shut up. If you're defending what that was, that was a riot. That was not a protest. That was a riot. And if you're defending that and you see that and you say that's normal, that's just people angry, yet you criticize Black Lives Matter and the people that rioted during that time, You're not racist, but racism doesn't matter to you. Point blank, period. And that's just what it is. And I'm sorry if that offends somebody. If what I'm saying offends you tonight, I don't care. <laughs> you can unfollow me. That's fine. Or you can unsubscribe. That's fine. Um, because if I can't speak up on issues, then you shouldn't be listening to me. You know what I'm saying? But... um. Yeah, it's just half the country still feels that way, bro. Half the country still feels like this is cool. Like, like they believe COVID isn't real when it's killing communities off. It's literally killing communities off. You know what I mean? And that's, it's dumb, bro. It's really dumb that people still feel this, like that. And it's crazy to think that people, because people saw the same thing we went into 2021, right? People thought that it's over, like COVID is about to be over and all these things are about to be over. And that's not the case, bro. We're still living in the world. 
it's still a panoramic. I'm sorry. I, I, I know it's a serious moment. I, I just, I have to be goofy to keep me from getting angry. But we're still in a panoramic, like a panini. We, we are still in that, bro. And people are like, you know, and people thought 2021 was going to be this. And people thought, oh, we voted Joe in and that's going to wipe the country's problems away. And it's not because half the country still feels this way. Half of the country still feels this way. There are kids locked up in cages and people still feel like they're supposed to be there. People still feel like that, bro. 50% of the country, even if they don't believe in that, they're okay with that. Right? Because if you voted for this man and you don't agree with all of his policies, that means you're at least okay with those policies. Right? You're okay with all of the racist, sexist stuff that he said. You're okay with that. If you don't agree with it, okay, but you're okay with it. You'll let it slide. That's fine. You know? And and people were asking me on my my Instagram, well, Miles, what do you think it's gonna be like in a Trumpless America? And the sad part is we're not Trumpless. We're not. That ideology, that thought process that Trump built his campaign off of, make America great again. That ideology is now embedded in every single one of his voters' heads. So when they go vote, that's going to be in their heads. That is going to be in their heads. When they go vote, that is going to be in their heads. And that's sad. That's terrible for that to be in their heads. Because make America great again doesn't, that's not what that means. There's underlining meanings. That's the sound pretty commercial way of saying what he's really saying. You, you feel what I'm saying? We all know what he's really saying by that. Right? When was America great? We need to, you hear his voters say the 50s and 60s. Black people didn't have rights in the 50s and 60s. And if you say you aren't racist, that just means, okay, you're fine. You're not racist, but you're okay with racist, racist ideologies. Right? And I don't like talking like this, bro, but it needs to be said. Like, there's no such thing as a Trumpless America right now. We are still living in a very Trump-centered, Trump ideology America. Because half the country feels that way. Half of the country feels that way. So there's no such thing as a Trumpless America. And the sad part is, and the part that, that really gets to me right now is, that ideology isn't going anywhere. And the people aren't going anywhere. Right? So these people are going to be running for your state legislators, are going to be running for your your city councils. They're going to be running for your state senate. They're going to be running for these positions. And if we get lazy, and when I say we, I mean people who are actively against these ideologies, these racist ideologies, these ideologies of um just hate 
in general. You know what I mean? And if we don't get out and vote, or if we don't do these things to actively go against these ideologies, we're going to be right back where we were before Joe and Kamala got in that office. We're going to be right back. And people aren't thinking like that. That's what uh, what scares me, is that people aren't thinking like that. Because these people are still in the country. Those proud boys are still in the country right now. And they're still looking for black people to hang. They still are. They didn't go anywhere because Joe took that oath. So there's no such thing as a Trumpless America. And it's frustrating to me that we think our problems got solved because they took that damn oath. Like, we just think, oh, it's over for it. They disappeared. And that's not the case, bro. They're still here. Actively here. You see them every day. They at your jobs. They run the businesses that you work at. These people are still around. They are still around. They're not going anywhere. And that's the sad part is that these that these people aren't going anywhere. Like you you can't hide and there's no hiding anymore. There's no hiding from this. Like and they're all out in the open and that was the thing that I I appreciated Trump's presidency for. Um, because nobody can hide anymore, bro. You can't hide from this. Like, you can't. You can't hide how you feel anymore. You know, like, I'm going to be honest. If you voted for him that first term, I, you know what I'm saying? Okay, whatever. I get it. But after, after that, I just don't see it. I don't see how you could vote for him. I just, I really don't. Um... Especially after, I just don't see how you can still support him after the Capitol raid, after the way that he addressed the George Floyd situation, the way that he addressed certain things. I just, and all of the Proud Boys, all of them look like big babies right now, yo. And that's a shame. Like, they look like big babies, they look like kids. You know, they they look like kids that are throwing a temper tantrum because they didn't get the way that they wanted. Like, life didn't go their way. So now they're throwing this big temper tantrum all across the country. And the sad part is that temper tantrum isn't going anywhere. Just because Joe didn't, you know, it's just not going anywhere. And it's sad. It really is. Um, so to answer the question of what's it like to live in a Trumpless America, I don't know because we're not Trumpless. Um, that ideology, those ideas, all of those things are still there, actively still there. <laughs> they're not just there. They actively still there. And they're not hidden no more. You're going to see it. And if we don't, if the people who are against those ideologies, this has nothing to do with policy, by the way. You can feel however you want to about taxes and all of that. This is about ideologies. What make America great is built upon. The idea that it puts in people's heads. This is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about proud boys right now. I'm not talking about what you care about your taxes. I'm not talking about that. 
That got nothing to do with that. This is not Democrat and Republican. This is not that at all. This is hateful people doing hateful things in our country because they didn't get their way. That's That has nothing to do... It's the ideologies. It's the things that are deeper than some policy, than some taxes, than some how you feel about things. These are basic human things that I'm talking about. And if you don't actively go out, that ideology is going to get spread across America. That's going to be what seemed like. It's sad, bro. It really is. Um, And I just don't think we still have a lot of work to do. Reality set in after the inauguration. I hope that happened for everybody. We still have a lot of work to do. Kamala and Joe didn't wipe all the country's problems away. So, yeah, I mean, that's how I felt about the inauguration. Um, And, you know, we're not living in a Trumpless America. Everything is still active and very much um, there. Yeah. And um, I think that's it, man. That's that's all I really want to say about that because... It's just, it's a lot, bro. It's a lot. Um, Now, people wanted me to uh, to talk about was, how do I feel about uh, my guy MLK? <laughs> um, Man, my guy MLK, bro. Because um, Martin Luther King Day passed, and, and people were asking me to kind of talk about it or reflect on it. Um, Last week was his birthday. So I probably should have talked about it last week, but I can get into it, excuse me, this week because Martin Luther King Day was on Monday. So I, MLK, it's, it's crazy to think how um, some white people talk about and treat MLK. Man, this episode is is a lot heavier <laughs> than than what I intended it to be. Um well not what I intended it to be, just what I thought it would be, but it, it's heavy. Um but MLK. Uh the way that white some white people, I'm not trying to group all white people together, but the way that some white people treat MLK pissed pissed slash pisses me off because we've almost made MLK this peaceful figure which he was we made him this Jesus he loves everybody he he wanted us to all get along type of figure Oh, the country loved him, and the people loved him. We've kind of painted him as that, and white people have painted him as that. Especially, like, with MLK Day, the way they treat MLK Day. First, a lot of people don't know, there was, like, arguments. (laughs) Arguments, literal arguments in Congress about Martin Luther King Jr. having his own day. 
white people, certain white people, I keep, I'm trying to group all of them together. But if you get offended by me saying that, then you must be one of them. So white people were in Congress pissed, pissed off that they were even pitching the idea of giving him a day, which is absurd to me. But those same people are the ones saying that he was a man of peace and he is an example that we need to follow. And the the crazy part to me about that was they say that he's a man we need to follow. And every time that a Black Lives Matter protest or um, and some kind of violence happens or a riot happens or or things like that happen, they always say, and some black people say it too, which really pisses me off, but they say that this MLK was the example that we need to follow. That's what people say. People say that MLK was the prime example of what we need to follow. And that's how it's supposed to be done. That's how progress happens. That's how all of these different things happen. And people say that, black people and white people say that. And, and when people say that, it really ticks me off because we, we try to paint MLK like this Jesus-like figure. And the thing that people often forget about Jesus, about MLK and Jesus is very similar. It's very in the same. That these people were hated. Hated at the time. These people were spied on. These people were watched. Both of them. Both of them were spied on, watched constantly, were considered threats. Were considered dangerous to society during their times. Yet we've taken these people, the government included, um, the government, the, the people who actively hated this man during the time have taken him and switched him as an, an example and that's bull that's bull crap i'm trying not to cuss y'all so if you hear me say bull crap that's me trying not to cuss but that's some bull we we've taken this man and tried to um uh my pastor told me that we try to san we have santa claus Martin Luther King Jr. When the the simple fact is MLK was spied on constantly, was labeled by the FBI as a dangerous man, as a threat. <laughs> they identified MLK, the one that they tried to put on us as the prime example we need to follow. That man was identified as a threat as a danger to society because of the power that he had. There is, MLK was beaten by police. Beaten almost to death by police. Always <laughs> was, was arguably might have been killed by the very people who are saying 
that he should be our example. And on MLK Day, I find myself more frustrated than anything that 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 we that they try to paint this man as the perfect picture of peace and the example when y'all labeled him dangerous, if not more dangerous than anyone now. This man was a leader at the end of the day, and he was dangerous. Y'all labeled him dangerous. Y'all called him dangerous. Y'all called him a threat. So, if you want him to be an example to us, how? How? Because the problem with America, the problem with some of the people in America, is we're never satisfied. We are never satisfied. It doesn't matter how we protest. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, if you're not falling in line and just taking whatever it is in our society, you're a threat. And when they kill you, you're an example. <laughs> that, that is the craziest thing ever. That is the prime picture of America. We aren't satisfied <laughs> until we don't have it. Because, you know, our leaders... <laughs> Our leaders always, always die. All great leaders die. And I, I was taught that. I, I'm just, that's not even nothing I was taught. I just observed that. All great leaders die. Or are killed. It's one of the two. They, they are never, um, they never go peacefully. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? MLK didn't go peacefully. He didn't die laying, laying in his bed sleep. No, he didn't go peacefully. No, no, no. They shot, they shot him on a balcony. Yet he's supposed to be the example for us. How is someone going to be an example to us? He's identified as a threat and taken out like he is one. How is that? And you, you want us to use that as an example? <laughs> Y'all really want us to use that as an example, huh? And see, and, and I tell people this too. MLK wasn't, he was a threat, of course, because black people were, were starting to build these communities and starting to do all kinds of stuff. But what really, what really messed MLK up and I, I say messed up with air quotes because, you know, what really got him knocked off was when this man, excuse me, was when he, he, he started joining that poor people's movement. That That's what messed him up. And people ignore that. 
people really ignore that. That's never really talked about. He didn't come to the sanitation strike because of when he came to Memphis, he wasn't it wasn't just civil rights he was coming here for. That man was coming here for the poor people. It was for the disenfranchised. It was for all of that. And he was forcing America to look at itself and say, we have abandoned these people. And we're going to do something about it. We are going to do something about it. And (laughs) they didn't, you know? And it makes all of us look in the mirror. Makes all of us look in the mirror. And America wasn't ready to look itself in the mirror. So MLK got done like threats get done. I'm going to leave it at that because I'm not trying to get in conspiracy theories. I don't know anything. (laughs) I'm just some young black 20 year old black dude with a podcast just talking just in in like we treating us like y'all my homies right so we just in the car talking that's it but the whole santa clausification this whole jesusification christification of mlk let's stop with it because jesus was a threat to those in his time that's why he got crucified. And MLK was a threat to America. And that's why he got killed. And so to people who are want to lift up Martin Luther King was peaceful without acknowledging what he was standing for. You can't pick and choose what elements that you give and what elements you choose to amplify as examples. You're going to lift up that man (laughs) and his whole being, what he was really standing for, especially at the end of his life, especially at the end of his life. Being... Martin Luther King, man, (laughs) the epitome of America, not satisfied (laughs) until you're gone, man, (laughs) that's crazy, ain't it, man, this one was, whoo, this one was heavy, this one was, uh, was heavy, but if you, if you stuck around with me, I really appreciate you. I really do. I really appreciate you tuning in and and just kicking it with me, letting me get this off my chest. I appreciate you, man. And thank you for listening to You Still Up. Uh, Remember, man, if you want weekly updates, you want to know what's going on with me through the week, you want to know what my song of the day is, you want to know anything like that, follow me on Instagram, at GoodHippie, G-O-O-D-H-I-P-P-Y. Uh, and thank you for listening whenever and wherever you are. I really do appreciate it. I love y'all so much. Thank you. Um, 
And yeah, man, I think I think that's about it for me. So once again, for you still up, I've been your host, Miles. Thank you for listening, and I'll see y'all later. Peace. Hey, hey, you still up? You still up? You still up?